If your inner back-to-school mom is telling your inner summer mom it's time to rev back up the meal planner, today's episode with Sally from Real Mom Nutrition is for you. Welcome to Cocktails in Containers, your source for organizing strategies perfectly paired with a cocktail. And now, here's your host, whose favorite book is Tequila Mockingbird, Christy Lingo. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cocktails and Containers. Back to school is just around the corner for many of you. In fact, my boys start in just 24 days. I cannot believe this summer is almost over. So I wanted to take the next couple of weeks and episodes to give you some tips to focus in on organizing and simplifying strategies for your family once the school year starts. This week, we're talking meal planning tips with Sally Kazemchek from Real Mom Nutrition. Next week, I'll have a very special episode with Lori Palau, all about helping your high schooler plan and organize for post-high school life. And two weeks from today, I would like to help you create solutions for your back-to-school trouble areas, or even feature your best tips for staying on top of things during the school year. If you would like your question answered or your tip featured in that episode, you can leave me a voicemail at anchor.fm slash cocktails and containers. The word and is written out. And I'll also have a link to that in our show notes. You can also shoot me a DM on Instagram. Just look for my profile, which is at Christy Lingo. And for those of you new to the podcast, welcome I'm so excited you've decided to join me today. My name's Christy Lingo, and I'm a professional organizer specializing in helping moms to organize and simplify their lives. I'm also the mom to two boys ages six and eight, so I'm knee-deep in Pokemon cards, Legos, Beyblades, and Transformers like many of you. My goal is to give you real-world, actionable steps you can take to help simplify your life so you can do more of what you love with who you love and enjoy a great cocktail along the way. For even more tips, organizing challenges, and a super supportive community, be sure to join my Cocktails and Containers Facebook group, which you can find by searching for Cocktails and Containers the next time you're on Facebook. And one last thing before we hop into that chat with Sally, I've created a simple and free back-to-school checklist to help make sure you are ready in key areas. Pick up your copy of this back-to-school checklist by visiting backtoschool.simplesolutionsorganizing.com. And now, here's the real mom behind Real Mom Nutrition, Sally Kazemchek. Good morning, Sally Kazemchek from Real Mom Nutrition. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm awesome. Sally is a local nutritionist and food blogger, and I thought that she would be a perfect person to talk to us all about back-to-school food because she just has a wealth of knowledge and a lot of amazing recipes that I want to hook up all my listeners with. So thank you for coming on today, Sally, and we look forward to chatting with you about back-to-school food. 
Thanks for having me. Okay, but of course, first, we are going to talk about today's cocktail. And Sally mentioned that she does like margaritas. And seeing as she's a dietitian, I wanted to make this as healthy as possible, right? So we're going to make a whole fruit margarita. And this actually came from my Vitamix cookbook. When I first got my Vitamix several years ago, I was just kind of thumbing through. And this is by far, hands down, the best margarita that I have ever had, restaurant or otherwise. And I've made made them for several parties and people go bananas for them. So here is what you're going to do. You are going to in this order into your high powered blender because you're going to need to use like a blend tech or a Vitamix or something that's a little bit higher power, but a quarter cup of water, six ounces of tequila, two ounces of Grand Marnier. And then this is where it gets good. One whole orange peeled, one whole lime peeled, one whole lemon peeled, and then it says six tablespoons of sugar. I like my margaritas a little less sweet. So I actually reduce it to three tablespoons and that's typically how I make them and nobody has complained yet. So anywhere between three to six tablespoons of sugar and then you top everything off with ice. You're going to start with the lowest level on your Vitamix, that level one, and then slowly increase it to level 10 until everything is all blended. But you don't want to go too long because that blender will start to heat up and melt everything that's in there. And then you're going to pour it into a salt-rimmed margarita glass, which if you haven't been on the show before and you haven't heard my trick, make sure you use either some of the tequila or the lemon or lime wedged around the rim and then put the salt on your salt will stick a lot better or your sugar or whatever you're rimming your glass with will stick a lot better because there is less water content in the fruit juice or in the tequila. So does that sound like a, a margarita you could get behind? Oh my gosh, that sounds delicious. Yes. It's only, it's it's 9.30 in the morning, but I already want a margarita. Yeah, well see, now we'll have to get together and, and make some margaritas. <laughs> I swear, this is, I can't buy mix anymore. I have to make these from scratch. And again, I like I tell people, this has whole fruit in it, so there's fiber. I mean, this is essentially like a- It's smoothie. practically a smoothie. It is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> With tequila, right? <laughs> So reminder, you can get all of the cocktail recipes if you visit those show notes at podcast.simplesolutionsorganizing.com. But now let's talk a little bit to Sally all about back to school food. I want to start by having you tell the listeners how you got started, what your background is, and just a little bit about real mom nutrition. Sure. So I am a registered dietitian. I have two boys. They are 11 and 15. And um, my, my first career was a magazine writer. I wrote for magazines about health and nutrition. And I love nutrition so much, I decided to go back to school to become a registered dietitian, which I did. And then um, I had kids and realized how hard it was to feed them, even if I had these initials after my name and all this education, and how hard it was to feed myself in a healthy way after I had kids, not just like eating cereal out of the box, um, <laughs> you know, with your, with your hands um, in a spare moment. So I, I went to the internet to sort of figure out some solutions, and I felt like everyone was sort of painting a much rosier picture of everything than I was experiencing. And I thought, nobody is telling the truth about how hard this is. And this was 10 years ago. And I decided to start my blog. It's called Real Mom Nutrition because I wanted everyone to know I am just a regular mom. Even though I have initials after my name, I have 
some education about this topic, it's still hard. And so I, I started the blog with the promise of always sharing what's hard, sharing my failures and my frustrations along with the successes and the things that work for me and to build a community of moms who were okay admitting that we don't have it all figured out. We don't eat perfectly. Our kids don't eat perfectly. We're doing our best. And so it's uh, become a really great supportive community that I just love. And I, um, I really just want to be as relatable and real as possible because that's, that's what I am. I don't have it all figured out. And so really it's just all about helping each other and lifting each other up with the things that work for us. That's awesome. So you were authentic before it like got authentic, got cool then is what you're saying. Yeah. I was OG authentic. Yeah. <laughs> the authenticity movement. I love that. And I, for me, you know, I, I talk sometimes about like, we can't do everything as moms. Like it's, it's just too hard. And so I sometimes will say, pick your, th your mom thing. And my mom thing is feeding my kids. So I am always looking for things like they may not have matching perfect clothes all the time their rooms aren't picked up which is always surprising to people seeing as that i'm an organizer but to me making sure that they have healthy options and like we eat pizza we eat takeout we eat fast food they drink soda like all those things happen but i want to make sure that the core like 75 to 80 percent of what i am feeding them is quality because my mom did that for me. You know, she, we weren't perfect again, but she really made sure that we worked fruits and vegetables into nearly every meal and that we didn't drink a lot of soda. It was more of a special thing, but we drank a lot of water and all these kinds of things. And that has really influenced the way that I eat today. And I want to give that same gift to my, to my kids. And I know there's a lot of moms out there. So I think that that is why today's topic is perfect. I think that it is why your website and your blog is amazing because like you said, it's authentic, it's real, it's accessible. It's something that you can actually do. And so that's, I think, what, what I really love about it. And so right now in summer, uh, speaking of that like 20% where I'm not paying as much attention to how <laughs> my kids, um, we're about to make this transition. I mean, in fact, the last couple of days here in Columbus, which Sally is also from Columbus here, and uh, it's been beautiful. It feels like fall when you wake up in the morning. And that just says to my brain, like, back to school is right around the corner. And, you know, we do a lot more dinners on the fly. We do a lot more sort of alfresco dining with just like, I love your snack tray that you have on your website right now, which is, um, I'll link to that in the show notes, but she has this beautiful snack tray, which is just, you know, just fruits and crackers and cheeses and things like that, that are all from Aldi. So it's very affordable. Well, we do all kinds of stuff like that. But once school rolls back in, we're going to have to start having, breakfasts and lunches and more meal prep and things like that. So what is a tip that you have or some tips that you have about making that transi transition from loosey-goosey summer eating to a little bit more structured schedule? Sure. I have a few tips where this is concerned. And whenever I say to meal plan, people feel like, oh, that's too overwhelming and I'm not organized enough and that's not my thing. But I'm telling you that I plan my meals on a yellow post-it. I just write down every day of the week and what we're going to have. And it's not fancy. It's not elaborate. And I do that before I go to the grocery store. So I make sure that I have everything I need. I actually have 
and I can link, or I can send this to you for the show notes. I created a worksheet that's the meal plan on the top and the grocery list on the bottom organized by aisle so that you can make sure you have everything because the worst thing is, you know, Wednesday night at six o'clock and you're making your recipe and you realize you don't have the onion or you don't have whatever. So you either you know, throw in the towel and order the pizza or run to the store and you're totally frazzled. So the idea is to plan it all out, map it all out. I do mine on Sundays. And even if it says Tuesday PBJs or Wednesday macaroni and cheese, whatever, it does not have to be fancy and perfect, but having a plan is just life-changing because when you get that, <gasps> what are we gonna have for dinner? You know, oh, I have a plan. And I just look at, oh, okay, I know this is what we're having. We're having breakfast for dinner, whatever it is. I really feel like even if you think you're like allergic to meal planning, try it. Just try it on a little post-it, a little piece of scrap paper. It really is, um, it really is life-changing. Couple other things that I suggest. Um, one is to consider having theme nights. So one of the things that is so overwhelming about cooking dinner, every single night for our families, right? It is sometimes just so daunting of an idea. And we had that decision fatigue of like, there are a million recipes on Pinterest, in my cookbooks, what am I gonna make? So I picked this idea up from a friend of mine who does theme nights. So for instance, Taco Tuesday, every Tuesday they have something Mexican. Pasta is Wednesday, you know, breakfast for dinner Thursday, whatever it is, maybe you like to grill and every Thursday is going to be something on the grill. So then you have your decisions narrowed down for that day. And for a lot of people, that's really takes a lot of pressure off. And I just like that idea of only having a limited number of things to choose from for that day. Um, and so that's one idea to consider. And I love and, that. I'm going to jump in here really quick because yeah. I love that idea of the theme nights. And then what you were saying about Pinterest, like you might have dinner ideas on your Pinterest page and have 1300 recipes. But if you do like what you're saying and you do meatless Mondays and taco Tuesdays, then you only, you, then you go to those hundred recipes, which still a hundred is a lot, but it's a way less than 1300 and not being able to sort of like look at it and even figure anything out. Cause it's just too much. So then break those options down, or maybe you have a list, a running list just on pen and paper of meatless ideas, taco ideas, grill ideas, salad ideas, stir fry ideas, however you want to do it. Um, and then you just go and look at those options because you figure if you go eight options on each day and you do one each week, you're only repeating the same meal that day every two months. So I just exactly love, love, love that idea of the theme nights. And there are, you know, there are, there are meals that my family loves and would happily eat every week or every two weeks or whatever. So I think sometimes as moms, I mean, with all things, um, we put so much pressure on ourselves to have everything be perfect or, you know, Instagram worthy when it's like, my kids love tacos. So why not serve them every Tuesday? Or my younger son loves spaghetti and meatballs. That's okay. It doesn't have to be something, something fancy. Exactly. So yeah. Um, and the last tip I wanted to share, which was something that I, I used to do um, when my kids were a little bit younger, is a few, of, uh, a few of us in the neighborhood got together and we started a freezer meal co-op group. 
and we would get together. We would decide on some recipes that we all thought our families would like. We would go to our respective houses, make those freezer meals, and come back together with coolers in hand, and we would have uh, one freezer meal for each person. So we all left with like five, freeze, five or six freezer meals and per month. And so you knew, okay, six meals are taken care of, and all I have to do is take it out of the freezer and defrost it and cook it. And I have a post on my site about how to do this in terms of figuring out the cost and all of that stuff. That was a real lifesaver for me for a few years. And um, if you get with the right group of people who kind of, you know, have the same sensibility in what they cook and you can kind of all agree on what your family's like, it really is a huge help. You know, or even if you uh, got together with a friend and said, okay, next time I make this, I'll make double, you make double, and then we swap. I mean, I think it's just all about it takes a village, and sometimes we have to rely on our friends and our neighbors um, to get us through those you know, if we have, it's back to school and you've got multiple kids and life is crazy. Sometimes you just need those little things to get you through those times. Oh, I love that. And you are scratching all my itches with freezer cooking. <laughs> I am a huge, huge, huge fan of freezer cooking. We've had once a month meals on twice, two different times talking about prep for holiday meals. And then we had Ricky on just a couple weeks ago talking about sort of some summer ideas for meal planning. And I love the idea of sort of your friends getting together because you figure if you've got five friends and each of you makes enough for, you know, it's going to be cheaper. You can go to Costco or you can buy in bulk the meat or whatever things you're using. It's going to be cheaper per serving for you to make one dish, but then you're going to end up with for other dishes other than the one you make. And I just, I love, love, love that idea of sort of getting your community in. And one other thing that I've tried um, is I've made a couple of different recipes with a friend. So we just pick one day, our kids play together and we prep a bunch of freezer meals together in my kitchen while our kids are playing and then we're hanging out. And then we both leave, like you said, with a cooler full of food that we're gonna stick in our freezer. So. Love, love, love that. Huge fan of freezer cooking. It is probably the number one thing besides the Instant Pot that makes my mom life and feeding my kids somewhat manageable. So I think that's awesome. And, you know, so again, one thing when you're prepping your food at home, you're not going to have a lot of those preservatives and additives in which, again, to me is one of those things that because feeding my family is so important. Um, it's one of the things that I kind of look out for. I love being able to make snacks and food and all this kind of stuff from scratch. But I also know that the moms out there that are looking for either convenience or ease are a little intimidated having sort of like wholesome food. You know, it can be very intimidating to look at some of these recipes and they've got like 9,000 ingredients and what's hemp seed and what's chia seeds and where do I even buy those things? But I also know that there's ways that you can feed your kids these wholesome, quote unquote, healthy foods, and it doesn't have to be complicated or intimidating. So I'd love to get some ideas on breakfast, lunch, dinners, snacks that you suggest that are ways that we can incorporate these healthier foods for our kids in an easy way, which will work for back to school, but we'll also sort of give them those healthy foods that we're looking for. And this actually was a question that came off of Instagram from Jaylene Marie. She said, I feel like I got a good handle on the dinners, but snacks, I just am always struggling with healthy snacks for my kids. 
Sure. So, um, so starting with breakfast, some ideas. I'm a big fan of make-ahead breakfasts because I think mornings are so crazy already that I think when you have moment on Saturday or Sunday, that it is very wise to make something ahead of time for all week. And that could be, I have a recipe on my site for whole wheat waffles that you can put in the freezer. So it, instead of an ego or some kind of box thing, you can do something like that. Um, lots of recipes for muffins and snack balls and snack bars. Um, that is, I love having, and that, that is also a sort of a breakfast lunchbox snack. Um, idea is really great wholesome whole foods snack bars snack bites or balls whatever you want to call them make a batch of those on the weekends then those can just be grabbed very quickly I have um, older kids who have to wake up really early and sometimes they do not want a big breakfast they don't want something heavy they want to grab something as they're going out the door so that is the perfect thing even smoothies you can do ahead so one of my tips is to um, make your smoothies, pour it into an ice cube tray, pop those cubes out into a bag. And when you need a smoothie, you can pop some of those cubes into a glass. You can defrost it overnight. You can give it a quick pop in the microwave just to take the, the chill out and stir it. You can put it back in the blender and whirl it. I mean, anything that you can sort of do to make those mornings a little smoother because few of us have time to go to the stove and cook something every morning or start from scratch and say, what do you want for breakfast? And then you're listing the ideas and time is <laughs> running out. So I think prep ahead for breakfast, it will save you. And you can say, there's a batch of muffins, there's a batch of whole wheat pancakes in the freezer. You can just grab one, you can put it in the toaster oven, you can put it in the microwave, whatever it is. Um, even little egg muffins um, that you can make in advance and then pop in the microwave or toaster oven, whatever. Um, I think those are all just very smart for back to school, at least in the beginning when everyone's still getting used to that schedule in the morning. And I, you know, the one thing is too, like in my head, sometimes I'm like, if I can get them a good breakfast, then at least I know that one of the three meals that I fed them during the day is, is good. And then, you know, I feel a little better going in if things get crazy for the rest of the day. So I love, you know, sort of starting the day off nice and easy. And the smoothie cubes, I love that. That's one thing I love to end sort of my like organizer-y tip on that is it's a I'll just take my fruit if it's looking a little on the sad side like I got some sad bananas or some sad strawberries that need some parts cut off I'll just blend that up and do it sans you know the soy milk or whatever I'm doing in my smoothie and just keep those cubes and use those then with you know whatever I'm putting in the smoothie for them so it's a great way to sort of have less waste because I know a lot of times if you're starting out trying to feed your kids healthy food you buy all this produce and then you're like, oh, I got a bunch of slimy spinach and rotten strawberries now and my kids have eaten none of it. So if you start to see things kind of turn, just whip them in the blender, throw them in those, those trays and then you can use those cubes to make smoothies. So I love that. All right, how about lunch ideas? So I am really big on teaching your kids to pack their own lunch from an early age. And I have a free email course um, that I do through my site uh, all about five days and it's kind of walks you through how to finally teach your kids to pack back their own lunches because I hear from so many parents who say I hate packing lunches for my kids and I think well have them do it <laughs> you know if you hate it pass that on to them 
So um, like one of the things, uh, one of the things I suggest that has worked really brilliantly for me, and it's one of those things where you see on Pinterest and you think, I'll try this, but it may not work for me. And this one actually worked, which was to make lunch packing bins. And these could be for grownups or kids. So I have one in the fruit. And one in the refrigerator and one on the counter and it just it's sort of a place to start it's not like you can only eat the items in this bin for lunch but it is a great place to start so it's got the refrigerator one has the yogurts and the string cheese and the pre-washed veggies and the fruit and whatever it is the little containers of dip the one on the counter is going to have the nuts and the seeds and their granola bars and whatever it is so that my kids know and again this works for grown-ups too when you're packing your lunch you know you can go into those bins and you can grab things and they are generally either pre-packaged or i've put them in containers you know reusable containers and that is really a game changer because then it's not like well i don't know what to pack in my lunch but look in the bins and obviously you know have your kids input um on into what goes into those bins and um that is just it's just super helpful so that is definitely something that has worked for me and i feel like um really can work for other people and then for 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 grown-up lunches you know again the um you know honestly sundays are so heavy of meal prep for me and it seems like gosh i spend i do spend multiple hours most sundays making food but i'm telling you it just saves me the rest of the week so whether that's packing salads into jars you know packing maybe three meals warm meals to take for lunch like with the rice and the veggies and the sauce or whatever it is having those packed up especially you know to get you through monday tuesday wednesday is a huge help so again that meal meal prep for grown-ups or kids and then the lunch packing um bins, stations, we call them. Um, to me, those have really helped. I love that too, because it goes back to what you were talking about with the meal planning and decision fatigue, because sometimes if you have way too many options for the kids, you they can't narrow it down. But if you say pick two from here and one from here, and then you give them just those options, it just makes it go so much smoother. And I couldn't agree more. My guy is going to be in second grade this year, but towards the end of last year, he was asking to help pack his own lunch. And I just think it's a really important skill for kids to learn how to put a meal together. Like what ingredients goes into a healthy meal or what goes into a meal in general like you can't just have chips like that's not a meal so you know just teaching them this idea because i think we forget that like we learned these skills at some point in time and so if we're not teaching our kids these skills they're not learning them and they're not practicing them and when they go to college like chips will be breakfast lunch and dinner and <laughs> exactly yeah exactly and 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 yeah exactly teaching them you know here here are the components of a well-balanced meal and, you know, sometimes I might look over the shoulder of one of my kids and I see they have like a granola bar and crackers and, you know, it's just all starchy carbs. And I might say, you know, make sure you get a, you know, find a fruit in there. How about a vegetable or whatever it is? Make sure you have some protein in there. And um, yeah, I mean, I think that's a skill. And even kindergartners can help pack their lunch. Even kindergartners can go over to a bin and choose two things and put them in there. I mean, just, I think independence is is so important for kids, not only enlightening your own load, but teaching them the skills that they are going to need for life. So I wish I had started a long time ago with independent lunch packing, I will say that. 
Yeah, I love that. Okay, so moving on to dinner prep. So things get crazy. We're back into activities and sports and things like that. What tips do you have for planning healthy meals for dinner? My tip is you don't have to be fancy. And be sure you include at least one night for clean out the refrigerator and one night to be completely off. And whether that is getting a pizza, whether that's going out. So there's two nights a week that you do not have to worry. And I am really big on reducing food waste. I think that's so important. We throw away, I think the statistic is 30% um, as Americans of what we buy is wasted. And you mentioned that great tip about taking the, the fruit and blending it. I just feel like it's so important to have all of those strategies in place so that we're not wasting. None of us have limitless budgets for food every week. So we really need to be smart about what we have. So at least one night, sometimes two nights, depending on what we have. We have a clean out the fridge night. We call it scrounge night, <laughs> which is basically like pull things out. You're going to find what you like. Um, and maybe we're all having something completely different, but we're still eating together. We're still eating as a family. And sometimes it's totally random. It's like, you know, just little bits and pieces of things. But I think not only does that help prevent waste, but it teaches your kids not to be wasteful too. And, um, and it's also just kind of fun because everyone can sort of choose their favorites of, you know, what is, um, what's available in the fridge. And I think those snack platters, those snack slash dinner platters also come into play there too because you can pull out all this stuff from your fridge just little odds and ends that are left over and create a really beautiful looking tray i mean you know i would see all these these food boards on instagram and pinterest and think those are just gorgeous and then when i started to build them myself i thought you know, it really isn't that hard to make it look beautiful when you have some beautiful colored fruits and vegetables and different textures, crackers, and maybe it's pieces of roast chicken left over from the other night or a couple bits of sushi you have left, whatever it is, it's not hard to make something that looks really pretty. And you set that tray in front of your family and everybody's going to find something that they like. So I'm really big on the snack dinner boards and the clean out the fridge. I'm also big on breakfast for dinner. I think kids love that. And it does not have to be pancakes and waffles. If you don't, it can be eggs. It can be a quiche. It can be all of those things. It can be fruit smoothies. Um, I think that is something that is easy and very crowd pleasing. Um, don't put tons of pressure on yourself to make new recipes, especially as school starts and things are, you know, we're, everybody's getting used to the new schedules. Um, you know, maybe that's more of a time in the winter when you're in the house more and you have more time to, to cook. Um, but just like re releasing that pressure of, yes, I can serve the old favorites and that's okay. And I can put a scrounge night in and an order pizza night and a snack platter night. And then I'm really only cooking two or three times, you know, a week. I'm a huge fan of the Instant Pot too. I think it's amazing for those of us who forget to put the <laughs> stuff in the slow cooker in the morning, which is totally me. I look at my meal plan. I'm like, oh, I was supposed to put that in six to eight hours ago. <laughs> you can throw it in the Instant Pot and it will be ready in, you know, within an hour, hour and a half, start to finish. So yeah, we've done roast on nights and, you know, like something that would take six to eight hours on a Sunday afternoon. I can come home from work and throw it in there and it can be ready to go in an hour and a half. So, and I actually just did an episode about 
how the Instant Pot changed my cooking life as a mom. So I'll be sure to link to that in the show notes too. But seriously, it has changed my life. I keep telling my husband he better watch out because I might run away with the Instant Pot because I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, we've got, we've covered our meals. What are some healthy, wholesome snack ideas? Because I know like I just, we, we just finished up the preschool age. We had to send snacks to preschool, but I know even just like on a Saturday afternoon or some schools have you bring in snacks and you know, a lot of times there's prepackaged options, but I know that there's other options that are out there. So what are some snack ideas that you have? So with snack food, I think people overthink snacks, to be honest. I hear from so many, so many moms who say, I can't think of any snack ideas. And to me, snacks are just mostly meal foods. So it's the same foods that you would serve at mealtime, but in a smaller portion. And there's, of course, an entire industry devoted to telling us that snacks are something else, that snacks are in a package and they're, they're brightly colored and they're salty and they're sweet and whatever. And that is fine. It is fine to serve those traditional snack foods sometimes, but I'm always telling parents most of the time serve meal foods at snacks. Um, because I think that kids get fed entirely too many of the packaged snack foods, especially out at places. And I understand, you know, places like preschool or camp or whatever, sometimes need to rely on those packaged foods. Um, but so I think at home, <laughs> as often as you can, to have the more whole foods, healthy snacks. So one way to start is to think about serving a fruit or vegetable at almost every snack. It's not going to happen every time, but that's sort of a great place to start. And you also want to think about where that snack is in the day. So if that snack is three hours away from a meal, you can afford to go a little heavier and do something more filling. Maybe it's got some healthy fats like um, avocado or, may, or nut butter or nuts. Um, it's gonna have some protein in it. If, it's, if that snack is within an hour of dinner, for instance, when a lot of kids get hungry, it seems like an hour before <laughs> dinner in that hour. Yep. Our, our rule um, was always only vegetables in the hour before dinner. And so you could eat whatever vegetable was in the crisper drawer. You could eat some of the veggie I'm preparing for the meal, but it's only vegetables in the hour before dinner because then your kids won't come to the table already full and not receptive to what you're making. So I think... Um, thinking about where that snack is in the day, how far it is away from the meal, starting with the fruit or vegetable and building from there. I mean, it is always nice to have, you know, like two food groups for a snack. But I think, again, I feel like so many parents put all this pressure and overthink it and end up just sort of like paralyzed with like not knowing what to serve. And if you just pull out some meal foods from your refrigerator and, um, you know, and what your kids like. It's always nice to give them a choice between two things, especially if they're real little. It's nice to say, would you like the strawberries or the apples? So, you know, nice to have the carbohydrate and protein, nice to have a healthy fat in there. But again, don't overthink it. Don't feel like it has to be fancy. Don't feel like you have to go to Pinterest and <laughs> take the, the food and make it into a shape or, you know, spell out your kid's name or whatever. Just, um, you know, because 
don't want to teach your kids that they, they're only going to eat a snack if it, you know, is arranged in a rainbow or something. You know, that, that's fun to do, but it's not realistic for everyday life. It is. And it, and I think you're so right. And I love that idea of sort of using the meal foods, because then I think back to what you were talking about with your breakfasts and sort of breakfast, lunch foods. You know, if you've got muffins, if you've got whole wheat waffles sitting around the house, I mean, there's no reason why if they're left over from breakfast, they can't, you know, have a little snack of that with some peanut butter on it or something like that. You know, you get your carb. So I love that idea of like not overthinking it, using what you already have, not thinking this idea of like breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then I have to buy a whole separate thing on my grocery list of snacks. Like snacks can be what you already have. We are a big, I have a ton of nuts. I almost always have like cashews, pistachios, peanuts, um, almonds around. And like that is, my kids know that fruits, vegetables, and nuts are pretty much Anytime they have a snack, if they want to grab it, they don't even have to ask. Usually I'm good with them having any of those things and we keep them in an easily accessible place. I have these little stainless steel cups that they know that that's a serving. It's about a quarter cup and I mean, it might be closer to like two tablespoons, but it's a small enough amount that they're not going to get over full, but they know that like those three things, anytime they're feeling peckish, they can go get that snack. And then the other stuff is way up in the cupboards and they have to ask for, you know, the chips and the pretzels and things like that. But, you know, that's kind of a way that we keep things under control. But I just, I love that idea of sort of not overthinking it and, and using the stuff that you already have. If you make breakfast bars for your kids, they can also take those to school as a snack or whatever, you know, based on on what your school, you know, are they nut free or anything like that? But I just love that. And so to finish up, I want to say, okay, so the moms listen to this, they're like, oh, okay, I, uh, I think I can do this. I think that I'm going to try to start feeding my family a little more healthy. I'm going to take some of these ideas that Sally had. If there's a piece of advice that you could give to the mom who's going to start incorporating more of these ideas in what would be sort of like the number one piece of advice for a mom that's struggling with meal planning my again it's it sort of goes with what my whole brand is about is don't be hard on yourself um do not aim for perfect because perfect does not exist do not compare your meals to everybody on instagram or everybody on pinterest don't feel that because you can't buy all organic fruits and vegetables that you are failing your family. Um, I hear from so many parents who are moms, that's my, my audience, I hear from so many moms who are just sort of gripped with this fear that they're not doing it good enough. And every family is different. You have to do what works for your family. Um, only you know your budget, only you know what your kids like and what you like. And I think you have to just do your best and not compare yourself and know that um, if you are, if you are working towards it, then you are doing a great job. You are, you know, that's all, that's that whole mom thing. Like, well, how do I know if I'm a good mom? If you are, if you are worried about being a good mom, you are probably a great mom. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Every little bit that you do is going to help. You're going to be better than you were yesterday or a year ago or before you, you know, started this whole journey. So I think that that is a perfect bit of advice. And before we end up today, can you tell everyone where they can find out more about you, your books, your website, all that kind of stuff? 
Sure. My site is realmomnutrition.com and you can find me on social media at Real Mom Nutrition on all the channels. And I have two books. I have a book called The 101 Healthiest Foods for Kids. It's sort of a guidebook to the best whole foods to feed your kids. And then I did a cookbook with Cooking Light called Dinnertime Survival Guide. And those are, that was a great, uh, great book to put together because I really just chose the I created like the book that I wish I had in my kitchen for my family. So, um, so yeah, that's where to find me. All right. Sally Kazemchek, thank you so much for joining me today on Cocktails and Containers. Thank you so much for having me. All right. You got your post-it notes or your legal pads or your meal planning apps all ready to go. Before you jump into that, let's do a quick recap of Sally's tips to help you meal plan for the school year or any time of year. First, keep your meal planning simple. It doesn't have to be elaborate or new recipes all the time. You just need a plan. Second, to make meal planning easier, try theme nights. Meatless Mondays, Taco Tuesday, Pasta Wednesday. Having a theme will help cut down on the number of options you have and the decision fatigue you have in figuring out what you're going to feed your family. And third, building on that theme night idea, create either a list on pen and paper or maybe even a Pinterest board with your ideas on it to help make creating your meal plan and your grocery list a little bit easier. And next, consider forming a freezer meal co-op group. Each person in the group creates enough meals of one recipe for the other members of the group. Make one recipe for five people and come home with five different meals for your family. And I will link to Sally's post about her freezer meal group in those show notes at podcast.simplesolutionsorganizing.com. Also, meal prepping on the weekends will definitely pay dividends forward because you'll spend less time and less brain power deciding what your family will eat during the week. This is one of those time investments I'm always talking about where if you put the time in now, you will save boatloads of time later. And finally, I just want to reiterate what Sally said at the end because it is such a good reminder. Don't be hard on yourself. Don't aim for perfection. Don't compare your meals to social media. Don't feel like if you can't buy all organic food that you're failing your family. If you're worried about being a good mom, you're already a good mom. Thank you so much to Sally for those words and all the other tips that you gave us today for helping to make meal planning a little bit easier as we jump back into this school year. Of course, you can find all the information on how you can connect with Sally and links to all the blog posts and recipes she mentioned during the episode by visiting those show notes, which are available at podcast.simplesolutionsorganizing.com. You can also pick up today's cocktail recipe there. And while you're there, don't forget to let me know if you have any questions on back to school organizing or a tip that you would like to share with the listeners or drop me a voicemail message at anchor.fm slash cocktails and containers. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of my upcoming organizing and simplifying tips for your family, especially if you've got kids going back to school like next week when we will be chatting with Lori Palau all about prepping your high schooler for post high school life. Until then, may all of your things be tidy and all of your cocktails be strong. Cheers.